Hello, Joanna. Hello, Nate. And hello to all of you. Thank you for listening. We are Stranger Than. We're a podcast that talks about the unsolved, the mysterious, the misunderstood, the creepy, the macabre. Oh, we added macabre to yeah. this one, huh? We're, yeah, well, this is macabre. It is very macabre. This time, it's episode 69. 69. And we are talking about man-eaters. Or just people-eaters in general. Yeah, this is this is the 21st century. We need to be a little bit more PC. Human-eaters. Right. Human-eaters. Animals that have found a taste for human flesh. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's human-eaters for episode 69. Irony is not lost on me. Not at all. <laughs> Why would an animal kill a human for food? Well, there's a few reasons. And, like, crocodiles and big cats, it's because that's what they do. Well, yes, there's always, like, the chance encounter, which will cause them to just kill the fuck out of you just because you're there. Yeah. As far as why do they start hunting and eating people, there's a few reasons why this might happen. The main ones would be a disabling wound or disease. Like if their teeth are fucked up or something like that. Right. Uh, A loss of their regular prey. Which comes from, you know, us encroaching on their habitat. Yeah, and loss of natural habitat. And, uh, you know, oftentimes that's us that's doing that to them. So we are uh, literally creating them to kill. We're we're making them man-eaters by our actions. Yes, yes. We're turning them into that which will kill us and eat us. I believe we've spoken about a couple of these uh, in the past. We've spoken about Gustav, the crocodile, Mm -hmm. and we've spoken about the shark that inspired Jaws. Yes. And now we're going to talk about more. More. Although we're going to stick to land this time. Yeah. We're going to stick to land and mainly India. Mm-hmm. Lots of things will eat you out there, not just the mosquitoes. No, although those Although those will, will fucking kill the fuck you. out of you, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Give you a nice little dose of malaria. Well, we'll start out with the sloth bear. The sloth bear. That just, that sounds kind of sweet, but also terrifying because it has bear attached to it. What's a sloth bear like? Uh, they're pretty cute, really. They weigh about 120 to 310 pounds and are five to six feet long. That's 54 to 140 kilograms and 152 to 182 centimeters. They are solitary omnivores that generally roam around at night looking for fruit and bugs to eat. Mm. They have long, sharp front claws that are, I mean, they're scary looking. And they're usually used to bust into termite and ant nests that are usually significantly harder than you would expect just a nest of an insect to be. They can be hard like concrete. Oh, yeah. They are very industrious, those termites and other structured bugs female sloth bears will have a litter of two cubs which will actually ride their mother instead of walking until they get too big i saw a picture cute as fuck Mm -hmm. they're a little scruffy looking kind of like long hair on their face and they are a fairly cute animal they are a bear still even though they are a small bear they're still a bear Around 1957, one of these bears, a male, made his home in the Nagvara Hills, just east of Arsakir, 
a city that is 105 miles away from Bangalore, Mysore state in India. That's 160 kilometers. There were 36 attacks. 12 of these resulted in death. Three victims were actually eaten, which is really strange for a sloth bear to do. Now, they weren't completely consumed, of course, but, you know, their soft tissue had been eaten. Mm -hmm. Bits of their face and guts and stuff. The attacks were pretty typical of bear attacks, which is the face of the victim is attacked with claws and teeth, usually resulting in the destruction of the face. One or both eyes are usually gone, and the nose is usually gone, and the jaw is usually terribly mangled. Even those that survive usually have irreparable damage to their face. Yeah, bears really like to fuck your face up, no matter what species it is. They just go straight for it. Mm-hmm. It's not like um, like the, the cat family ones, where they mostly are just kind of trying to get to the back of your neck. Yep. You know, and, yep. and give, you, give you a nice, good bite there to... Either stop the blood, break the neck, or mm-hmm. make you bleed out. Yeah. I mean, awful, but it's going to disable you pretty quickly. And, yeah, I mean, they don't usually, like, fucking, like, just tear your whole fucking face off. I mean, that's just, that's fucked up. Yeah. Yes, it is. Kenneth Anderson was the man who would eventually kill the offending bear. His family was Scottish, but lived in India. He would go out into the wilderness on his own just to be with nature, just to like meditate or hang out, just whatever, just to be alone in nature. I'm sorry. If I lived in India and I went out into like the wilderness out there, I would not be able to fucking meditate like at all. Yeah. I mean, as far as I can tell, this is not this is not just one of those rich dudes who is outdoorsy because he had money, you know, not like, Mm -hmm. you know, certain rich kids who just get to go and run into Africa and just shoot animals for no good reason. like. This guy, as far as I can tell, was out doing stuff because he could, because he was actually skilled at it and he had, mm-hmm. to, he had a love for it. I could be completely wrong. He could be a complete jackass. One thing I do know is that he was known for tracking man-eating big cats. It still took him three tries to find this bear, but he eventually found it. His first attempt resulted in not even running across a bear. He was just out by himself. Didn't find shit. His second hunt was this time not a solitary one. This time he had his assistant. And they came across a woman who had been attacked by the bear. And in their attempt to get her to safety, Anderson twisted his ankle. And so... That was that. That was that. Had to go back and, and heal so he could, you know, use his foot. Third time's a charm. Yes, the bear actually came into Anderson's camp, where it met its demise. So there was no doubt that it was actually this sloth bear that was doing it. They were pretty sure it was that bear. It didn't say anything about stomach contents being checked. Though, I mean, it's possible that they didn't eat enough that it would really find much inside of the person, or inside of the bear. That's just so crazy, like an omnivore, no less. Fruit and bugs. Fruit and bugs. And for some reason... Just starts eating humans. Yep. Weird shit. Definitely weird. Are we going to stick around the subcontinent of India? Let's do. Let's talk about... The Champawat Maneater. That sounds... Like a good thing to talk about. The Champawat Maneater was a Bengal tigress. 
Oh, so Jesus. So this was a female tiger. I saw it wrong so many times when I was doing my research because, of course, they just naturally want to—they want to make it male. Oh yeah. But it was actually a female tiger. She was responsible for at least four hundred and thirty-six deaths from nineteen hundred to nineteen oh seven. Wow! Yes, that is a ton. She killed men, women, and children in Nepal and the Kumaon region of India. Wow. So that would be northwestern India. Right, kind of like at the near the Himalayas. Yeah. She was so prolific a killer that she actually made it into the Guinness Book of World Records. Holy shit. She terrorized whole villages, often attacking people and dragging them away in broad daylight. By night, she would stalk her newfound prey into their homes, snatching them from where they slept. Aren't tigers the biggest of the big cats? They are the biggest of the big cats. Yeah. Tigers are fucking huge, and they will kill the fuck out of you. Very little was found of those who were taken. One thing was clear, though, is that they weren't being killed just in some random, you know, human crosses path with a mighty beast situation. They were being consumed. She was hunting them because she, was, she wanted she to, eat to eat them. them. Yes. As we said before, three main reasons for why a predator will start actually eating humans. A disabling wound or disease, loss of regular prey, or loss of their natural habitat. In this case, it was a disabling wound is what started this whole chain of events. She was actually shot by a hunter. And she survived, but her canine teeth on her right side, both the upper and the lower, and these are fucking big motherfuckers, they both ended up being broken by the bullet. Oh, Jesus. So she couldn't eat anything yeah, that was chew. too... Yeah, she couldn't chew well, like on one whole side of her jaw. Damn. So that's what likely prompted her to start... Hunting people because... Soft. Softer. Very yeah, soft. we are a lot softer than their normal prey. Like, you know, your standard antelope or water buffalo. I mean, they got tough hides. That's oh, why yeah. We, that's why oh, we yeah. kill stuff like that and skin them and use them for jackets and shoes. Yep. It's because, because it's a lot thicker than ours. Quite a bit. Plus, we are slow as fuck in comparison to, like, a gazelle. Oh, yeah. I did we're, everything. We're fucking just so easy to catch. It's... It's just kind of blind luck that they don't like us as like no, that we're not number one on their list of things that they like to eat just because. Because imagine if like healthy tigers oh, and lions yeah, would just not wanted to eat deal. humans. <laughs> the thing is, just is that decided that we were tasty and and wanted to eat. We're just too much yeah. trouble, is what they've found because we're we're not nutritionally great. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe some people are. But the people they're running into in India, I mean, I can't imagine they're running into the cities. I imagine that it's probably... It's like villages. Villages. So the people yeah. probably aren't overweight, really. They're probably a little underweight. So right. probably not getting, like, but a great But it's easy pickings, you know? You just eat the guts. So you eat it. We, have, we have some soft spots. Oh, yeah, you know... But again, that's basically what would be left of people is like all our hard, you know, like they'd leave like a leg behind or something like that. Right, right. 
they'd find chew on. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeesh. Yeah, I say pretty lucky that we're only prey when we've likely we've done something to these animals to cause them to be right. injured to the point that they have no other choice but to hunt us. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, anyway. I mean, of course, back in the day when we were running around and there's far less people and we didn't have things like guns and shit. Yeah, it was a little bit more of an even playing field. It was. And we were, I think we were pretty much hunted just as much as any other animal until we discovered fire. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I have Disney Plus, so I've been watching Origins. Oh, (laughs) nice. I actually also have Disney Plus. Fire made a big difference. Fire made a big difference. Well, once. Tiger, lion, whatever, whatever predator decides that humans are now its basic food source, it's just going to keep picking off humans. Yeah. Because yeah. of what we just said, you know, we're easy, we're soft, we're sitting ducks, basically, and the only way that it's going to stop is if somebody comes in and... Stops it. Stops it. Yeah. As in kills it. Many attempted to take out the tigress. Oh, I'm sure. Including the Nepalese army. Oh, no. Wow. All right. Yeah. They even called in the army to try and take care of the situation, but to no avail. She eluded them all. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, that's what they fucking do. Finally, a world-renowned hunter and tracker named James Jim Corbett was commissioned by the British government to put an end to the tiger's reign of terror. And he was successful. Now, Jim Corbett was born in Ireland. He was the youngest of 15 children. Yeah. Wow. He learned to track and hunt from an early age. He killed a leopard (laughs) at the age of 10. Well, the youngest of 15, he was basically fending for himself. Right. I imagine so. He was also a naturalist and an advocate for wild tigers. One of the largest national parks in India is named after him. Oh, wow. Yeah. He staked out the area and villages where the most recent attacks had occurred. Now, this is like seven years. Seven years this tiger has been terrorizing the local villages. And it's crazy. It's so crazy. Over 400 people in yes. seven years. Yes. He knows that likely it's just going to be a matter of time before she strikes again, and she did. Yeah. I mean, if she's been doing it for seven years, what's, what's going to stop her besides, well, hopefully him? Her final victim was a 16-year-old girl who was attacked and dragged into the forest. Now, with a fresh blood trail to follow, Corbett began his pursuit. Yeah. As with hundreds of other victims, not much was left. He found her skirt and one of her legs. (laughs) Fuck. He looked all into the night, trying to locate the tigress, but... To no avail. He didn't He didn't end up getting her that night. So the next day, knowing the area that she was most likely to be in, he kind of got all these villagers to help him. So they kind of like made this like wall. Kind of when you're searching for someone yeah, over like, land, how you like kind of like stand like arm to arm and like almost just, hold hands and walk. Right. Yeah. And just keep walking and trying to flush this tiger out. Well, he was kind of like in a wait at this one point and like a choke point yeah and uh and basically he would be right there ready for her to eventually charge him and and uh hopefully shoot her before 
she got to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be ideal. It, it, it ended up being pretty close. Uh, he missed his first shot. Uh, the second and third bullets uh, hit their target, but then he ran out of cartridges. Because this is like 1907. Oh, you know, yeah. You got like an old fucking rifle. So he managed to very quickly grab a shotgun from one of the nearby villagers, and with 20 feet to spare, sent a blast out that finally stopped her. Damn. So she dropped down just like 20 feet away from him, charging him. Did it give her vitals, like her statistics? It didn't give, I didn't find like her vitals other than the postmortem exam uh, when it came to her teeth. Her right upper canine was broken in half, uh-huh. and the lower right canine was broken right down to the bone. Oh, damn. And there's a picture of, like, her taxidermied head, and you can really see it, and you can see how much shorter and, like, just, like, she's missing her fangs, essentially, yeah, on yeah. one whole side. And it probably would have caused her, like, a shitload of pain, that one that was broken all the way down to the bone. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, Fuck. so. Grumpy-ass cat. Yeah, the injuries were very easy to see. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah. I mean, really kind of feel bad for the tiger, but I guess, you know, more bad for the 436 people that were killed and eaten by her. Yeah, you know, and these weren't, they're people just trying to live. Right. She was coming into their house, Mm -hmm. literally. And snatching people. And snatching them. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yes. I mean, there's the whole fucked up circle that, you know, had, had somebody not tried to kill her in the first place. True. Be out there killing humans, and that's True. The, the case in a lot of these stories where we brought it on ourselves, basically. But most of the time, the people being killed and eaten weren't the ones who actually did that. Exactly, and yeah, also it's, it's we a, don't. Yeah. Do we actually know if she was eating people and then got shot? Maybe she was eating people, and that's why she got shot. Could be, but it's more likely that. I mean, they're not known to really like to eat people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. That's very true. And she definitely had problems with her teeth. That was Corbett's guess was that she started eating people after she was shot because she could no longer really crunch things up and chew and and stuff. Yeah. I couldn't. Flesh the way that. Yeah, that's true. Couldn't get the harder prey. The fucked up thing with tigers, too, is that they cross water, how they're like really great swimmers. Yep. And they love water. So, Yeah. Which is like unusual for cats. Even even the big cats aren't big fans of water, except for tigers. Yeah, it's pretty cute. They 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 love it. And you can actually find pictures of all the big cats sitting in boxes because apparently cats love boxes regardless of size. That's so interesting. Yeah, you just give them like a square box and they will get like, into it. Huh. Well, I guess I'll sit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this is meant for me. I'm so supposed to sit within it. A weird thing. Yeah, pull out, like, my suitcase to start packing something up, and my cat's just, like, on it. (laughs) Turn around, and the cat isn't there, even in the room, and then you turn back, and she's in the box. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. And tigers still kill people a lot in India to this day. I mean, I think there's as many as, like, 400 deaths per year attributed to tigers. I'm not overly surprised. There's one part that, I think the park that's named after Jim Corbett, that park, there aren't any tiger fatalities associated with that reserve, but there's, like, this whole other reserve in India where, like, they fucking kill people all the time. And I think part of it is because people, like, live, like, right next to the tiger reserve. Oh, yeah. I which can... is 
I can see that. Yeah, and then they've lost a lot more of their habitat. But I was watching this one documentary on it, and it was really interesting. Like, the park rangers that are going and, like, tracking the tigers to try and keep count. They go in and they have almost, like, instead of bulletproof vests, it's, like, bite-proof like right gear it's like backwards though because it's all like covering the back of their neck oh yeah so instead of like a big plastic thing shield in front of your face it's like a big shield on the back of your neck because that's what the tigers always go for right and then they also on their heads put a mask so it's like a face on the back of your head because often Big cats stalk you, and they will only attack when they think you're not looking. Yeah, yeah. And so, so if they if, think you're looking, then yeah, they're, totally. Yeah, isn't that – it was crazy to see the kind of protective equipment that they use specifically for tiger attacks when they're trying to – Yeah, I'd heard something about natives of the area doing that, wearing masks on the back of their heads to prevent attacks from mm-hmm. big cats because, yeah. Yeah. The cats would only attack <laughs> – they thought you weren't looking because right. cats are fucking assholes. Yep. Well, let's stick around India. All right. What do you say about that? Let's talk about another cat. This is around the same time period. It's the early 1900s. And for a couple of years in British India, it was dangerous to go outside. Every two or three days, a person would be killed and mostly eaten by a leopard. It was known as the leopard of the central provinces or the devilish cunning panther. Mm. The British have a way with naming things. Devilish and cunning. It's very British. The specific areas it was killing in was known as the Central Provinces, which encompasses part of present-day states of Madhya Pradesh, Chhattisgarh, and Maharashtra, the center of the subcontinent. A subcontinent is basically a big-ass peninsula that has some kind of geographic feature that separates it from the rest of the continent. In the case of India, the parts not bordered by ocean, is bordered by mountain ranges. Even with how often the killings occurred, it was difficult to nail down where it would happen, as many times the animal would kill 20 to 30 miles from where it had last killed. Some hunter from Britain took the task of hunting the beast upon himself. He was unnamed, which is a weird thing. Hmm, an unnamed great white hunter? That's unusual. Yeah, yeah. Usually they liked to be credited. Like, hello, my name is John. Mm-hmm. Or Lieutenant Colonel, blah, oh. blah, blah, or Sir whatever the third. I right, mean, come right. On. But this one is unnamed. He talked to the local cops and he compiled some information about the killings and set up a home base there. Uh, there was, this was some serious shit. People would only leave their homes if they were armed unless they had no choice. Because they were, this fucking leopard was killing the shit out of people. After 10 days, he got some information from a hunter that the leopard had attacked a young girl, but she had been saved. Uh, Two days after that, the animal struck again in another nearby village. So, for like three weeks after this, the hunter is just stalking the surrounding jungle, looking for this fucking jaguar, with no luck. Doesn't find a goddamn thing. He's Getting sick of it, he's going to move camp when a boy from a village only about four miles away, 6.4 kilometers, said that his brother had just been taken. The hunter finds the corpse and posts up in a nearby tree to wait for the cat to return. So it's just overlooking where the body is. So this cat like to return to the scene of the crime? What they'll do is they'll take the body and like stash it in a tree or near a tree or like 
you know, at the base of it or something and mm-hmm. then eat some of it and then come back later. You usually piss all over it so everyone knows who it is. Yeah. yeah. And then come and eat it later. This was at 3 p.m. local time. Once it got dark, the hunter saw the animal but was unable to get a clear shot. He tried a variety of things to try to scare it into moving into like a place where he could shoot it, mm-hmm. including shooting into the air. But it didn't. It, it just never... It just wasn't fucking cooperating. Nah, I wouldn't go to a place where he could shoot it. He's like, I'm not going to make this fucking easy on you. Not at all. So it slinked back into the jungle, and the hunter fell asleep. Wow. In the tree. Well, he must have been really tired. Around 1 a.m., he awoke to the leopard clawing the bottom of the tree. That would be terrifying. Yeah, but it didn't stick around long. He wasn't able to shoot it. A few hours later, closer to 4 a.m., It returned and began eating the kill. Nice. I'm not sure why he didn't shoot it at this point, but he did not. I don't know if maybe he misjudged the distance and it was too dark for him to see or what. Probably pretty dark out there. We're talking about rural. Oh, yeah. India with... Probably lots, not much electricity going on there or anything like that. So it's probably just fucking dark as shit. And I'm just, I was expecting, I would have expected him if he's going to post up in a tree to post up close enough where he can shoot the fucking animal, right? Well, you know. But that's not the case. I mean, not a fucking leopard hunter, so I'm I'm not going to. Also, yeah, I'm not disparaging the dude. I mean, he still (laughs) did. There's no way in fucking hell I would do that. Hang out in a tree. You know the funny thing about leopards? They climb trees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like it's nothing. Leopards and panthers. Those are like yeah. those are the tree cats. Yeah. They like just like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. The hunter went looking for the cat, but gave up after tracking it for a mile. He probably was just realized he's never going to find it. And it's dark, and oh my god! Well, this is the morning at this oh, point. Oh, this is the morning? I mean, okay, because I was going to say, if it's if it's still dark, I'd just be like, I'm fucking outie, because that thing could just come and attack you. I mean, they're so quiet. Oh, yeah, I mean... It could come from any direction. It was 4 a.m. when it came to finish eating the, the gets kill, and the sun had come up before he went out to go, you know, fully before he'd come mm-hmm. out, you know, went to go find it. He only saw some bones left over from what was once a person. Anyway, he gives up after tracking it for a mile and just moves camp. So he moves it to another village about 10 miles away, 16.1 kilometers, and he's going he's gonna to start fresh there. I'm not exactly sure why he moved. I mean, especially because there's so much activity where he was just at. Uh, whatever the case, shortly after the move, he awakened in his tent to the unmix- unmistakable sound of that damn cat scratching around outside of his tent. This occurred right in the village, and the animal was run off by the commotion raised by the villagers. Three days after this event, the leopard was run off when it attacked some goats in a nearby village, a, you know, nearby to this place village. Mm-hmm. It came back and was shot by the farmer. Apparently, the farmer had some sort of potato gun-like contraption. Like a a pipe, and there was some projectile in it, and it was powered by gas. And from like five yards away, he shot the fucking. Did he leopard. kill it? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. this is why the guy, the hunter, is unnamed because he was not successful. 
Oh, yeah. So and- he didn't want the shame associated with not getting it in some freaking local farmer killing it instead. With, like, a fucking improvised firearm. Right? The villagers gave the hunter the stomach contents and the skin of the animal. Oh, so he got all the prize stuff. Any, well, yeah, I mean... Regardless, but... He got the but skin, yeah. but... But he's like, yeah, stomach, no one say my fucking name. <laughs> the stomach contents, they found a bunch of unrelated stuff, and then a ball of human hair. Ew. Yes. Now, it should be noted that this animal was in its prime. It was not infirm, and it was not old. So... That's weird. That is a little bit weird. They believe that it's possible that as a cub, its mother, for some reason, fed it it human flesh. And so as it grew up, it just... Decided that... That, that was, was part... That was on the menu. Wanted. That was okay. just part of its deal. So. Okay. Where are we headed to now, Joanna? Are we going to stick around India? No, we're going to divert to Africa for a moment here. We're going to talk about the man-eaters of Savo. All right. Between March and December of 1898, two man-eating lions terrorized the workers in the Kenya-Uganda Railway, attacking and killing dozens of them. Lieutenant Colonel John Henry Patterson was the man in charge of the railroad project. He was also Irish-born. And the project was in the Savo region of East Africa, what would become Kenya. He is one that would ultimately put a stop to the murderous duo. They were known as the Ghost and the Darkness. Wow. Those names are fucking awesome. They are fucking awesome, and they made a pretty awesome movie that was loosely based on... Oh, really? you never seen The Ghost in the Darkness? Are you fucking kidding me right now? Are you, like, surprised I for some reason? I shouldn't be. I fucking shouldn't be at this point, but Val Kilmer, Michael Douglas... Does not even ring a bell. Dang. Okay, so they they did take some liberties with the events. Val Kilmer plays John Henry Patterson. Uh, Michael Douglas plays some great white hunter that basically did not fucking exist. Right, right. But it's a really good movie, nonetheless. And it probably was pretty terrifying to live through. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And, I mean, frustrating, too, for poor Lieutenant Colonel Patterson, who's just trying to get this fucking railroad built and this bridge built. And goddamn uh, goddamn fucking lions lions. keep attacking all the workers, and then they don't want to do the work anymore. Shocker. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to do... So then he has to fucking, like... I just love that, though. It's like he basically comes in as an engineer to build a bridge and have the railroad go over the bridge. Right. But also, of course, since he's uh, a lieutenant and everything, he's trained. Yeah, he knows how to use a gun and a weapon. So he has to take care of the problem himself in order to do what his like actual job is. It's like, now I got to fucking kill these lions so I can get my fucking... Bridge completed. <laughs> Always fucking something. Jesus. Now, they are rumored to have killed anywhere between 35 to 135 people during the nine-month reign of terror. The 35-person figure comes from modern tests that have been done to the taxidermied lions. And the 135 victim estimate comes from Lieutenant Colonel Patterson himself. Oh, okay. What made these two so unusual? First of all, they were both male. 
male lions aren't usually the hunters. They are not. Usually it is the females that are the hunters of the pride, and the males are just kind of like there as a protective and breeding role. Yeah, they They protect their pride, and they... Fuck all the females and make all the cubs. Yeah, they protect the pride, the pride from other lions. Mm-hmm. Yes, that are just trying to fuck the females and to make cubs. Mm-hmm. So really, yeah, and so it is not a role that is shared ever with other male lions. Now I do know sometimes adolescent lions, before they get a pride of their own, will hang out together. I don't think these were adolescents, but. There's not really a whole lot on the age of them, but they did have some other problems, which I'll get into in just one sec. Much like the man-eater of Champawat, part of the motivation of killing and consuming the people can be found in their teeth. Both of them showed evidence of dental disease and injury. Oh, of course. One line was missing three lower incisors. And had a broken canine as well as a sizable abscess in the tissue around another tooth root. So, like, a nice pussy abscess, which would have caused a shitload of pain. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. The other lion had damage to its mouth. It had a fractured upper tooth that had exposed the pulp of the tooth. So, also would probably make chewing pretty fucking painful. Yeah, it doesn't sound great to me. Mm-hmm. And as we've said, people are soft. Yeah, people are soft. There is also the fact that they were suffering from a lack of their natural prey. This was due to a cattle plague and drought that was going on during this time. So there was some like weird disease that all these cattle were getting and fucking dying of. Influenza. <laughs> Something like that. There was also... Dead bodies littered all over the place. Not not from the people that they killed, but before they started killing people. Because oh, when they started building this railway, they were doing it in an area that was uh, like a, a slave trade route. They were taking slaves from Uganda and the Congo and shipping them to the coast. Oh, great. So now, it's, it's not to just... the U.S. anymore, but I mean, this slavery went on after... In you know, in other parts of the world, I mean, there I'm was, sure, there, yeah. there's always shit going on. This was 1898, so I don't know where exactly they were going, but there was slave trade going on, and so tons of slaves dying along that route, and their bodies just kind of littering, just getting tossed, and yeah, yeah, and so Fuck. probably they started scavenging the bodies, and then once that. Kind of, you know, they kind of ate all that they could. Then they started hunting the railway workers. Just like one lion nudges the other and is like, hey, hey, ghost, these things that we've been eating on the ground, that's them moving. Yeah. Let's get one. <laughs> it seems kind of like that. Because uh, nothing have, I have, was not able to find anything that really explains why these two, like, rogue males, like, just decided to, like, start hunting together other than something i mean i see that they're just eating dead bodies it's like oh you also like to eat humans you know like what up bro yeah right. we should totally do this together we should totally like kill people together it's always great to find like like-minded individuals yeah yeah you know? definitely like, 
Yeah, it was it was definitely an unusual hunting pattern because they were full grown adults. They were a maneless lion, so if you go and their bodies are at the Chicago Field Museum, and if you look at them, you would think probably like female, but they were oh, a maneless yeah. variety because that area is has less water, I guess, and so the they don't grow big manes. Huh. The lions in that area of Africa. Crazy. Because of something about to do with like water consumption. If you can believe that. Huh. That's yeah. So of course in the movie in The Ghost in the Darkness, they have big huge manes the way we typically oh, imagine male lions to be, but they were actually like these maneless lions. Interesting. But you can go and see them to this day if you're in the Chicago, in Chicago area. Huh. I totally want to go to Chicago just so I can go to the fucking Field Museum and see the man-eaters of Savo, because that's just interesting as fuck to me. Yeah, nine months they were running around, they killed over 100 people. Yeah, running around together, killing people left and right. Fuck. Lieutenant Colonel John Henry Patterson did write a book called The Man-eaters of Savo that detailed hunting them. Right, in his own words, I'm sure. In his own words. Yes. Jim Corbett, the one who killed the uh, Champawat man-eater, he also wrote several books. Those are The Man-Eaters of Kuman, The Man-Eating Leopard of Rudraprayag, The Temple Tiger, and More Man-Eaters of Kuman. Huh. So, those are all available through Amazon. I'll be damned. You can get some first-hand accounts. If you want to read some information about some scary-ass critters, and the perseverance of the great white hunter, I guess. <laughs> well, I got one more. All right. We're going to go back to India. Back to India, folks. Back to India we go. In 1996, a total of 46 children were killed and eaten by wolves in India's uh, Uttar Pradesh region. I guess I didn't realize that India had every single animal. Yeah, they have wolves. They've got tigers, they've got leopards, they've got wolves, they've got bears. They've... Leopards. They just don't they don't have lions. They don't have lions. No lions. But they Tons do have of tigers. different snakes. So reptiles many. and fuck cobras yeah all all the all the mean poisonous things hella monkeys lots of monkeys pretty amazing the range of things that can kill you and how much they seem to do it in india in particular yeah yeah wolves are kind of revered and they are protected species in india are they really i didn't know that yes wolves are i think are protected most places in the world because they're endangered. Yes. Oh, I knew. I knew for that purpose they're protected. Mm -hmm. We just have a new wolf pack in the Cascades around here, I believe. Yeah. Which has not been the case for quite some time. Yeah. They are, so they are definitely species that has been affected by people oh yeah well in a very negative well, way we killed the fucking shit out of them we killed the fucking shit out of them we've taken all of their natural habitats oh yeah and we, and we yeah. actively killed them because they're fucking cunning they are cunning they are cunning indeed now when you think of man eater you don't 
I don't always go wolf, though. I mean, wolf def- definitely capable of killing you. Easily capable. Yes, but but not to the not at the level of lion tiger. Right. Like that can just I mean just kill the fuck out of you like no problem. Like you know you might be able to fight off a wolf. And uh, yeah, and, and the, a lot and, of that is because they don't have the cats have the 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 claws as well as the, as the the teeth. The, yeah, the giant fangs and the claws. And then additionally, if you think about it, even even down to the smallest cat, every cat, even every kitten is a vicious killer. Mm-hmm. Granted, it can't because it's a baby, but you play with a kitten and it's trying to fucking kill you. Right. That's its, its instinct is to destroy and eat you. Well, a lion can lick your skin off. I mean, with its tongue too, like. They're just bigger and more powerful, too, than a wolf. Exactly. I mean, a wolf can come up and lick you, and it's not going to, like, literally rip the skin off of you like sandpaper. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you—and and that's and that goes all the way down. I mean, a wolf is a dog, mm-hmm. and so you can empathize with it more. Yes. Because dogs are closer to humans than cats are. Definitely. Cats chose us because we're filthy. <laughs> we chose dogs and made them our own. Yes. We've had them domesticated so much longer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we domesticated them. Again, it's almost like cats domesticated us. Yes. or It's still the case, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, because they came around because we're gross. Yeah. And we attracted rodents. And they're, they're like, super oh, hey. stoked on eating rodents. Yeah, thanks, disgusting human. Yeah, especially, you know, we can sleep for 18 hours and you're going to bring the food to us? Like, the rodents are just going to come here? Like, sweet. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll let you pet me. Well, for all these reasons, speculation kind of ran wild for a bit. People weren't immediately thinking it was wolves that were killing the kids. Yeah. Evil spirits, witches, and just plain old humans dressed up as wolves were all thought to be culprits. That's weird. Yeah. It Even though they're pretty fantastical, the rumors really hit on enough, like, cultural, like, taboos and fears that there was actually at least 20 people lynched in various villages in this region because... <laughs> Like it, yeah. It was like a lynch mob. They're like, "You're the one. You're the witch that's killing all the children." Like, yeah. Are you dressed up as a wolf and mm-hmm. killed these fucking kids? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That sounds so. That it sounds was, logical. Yeah, it was pretty fucked up of a situation. It was a pretty fucked up situation. Yeah. At least, and yeah. this is 1996 too. I mean, so not not in the yeah distant past. I was in high school then. You're yeah, in high school. I was then. in high school too. Ram Lakin Singh, an animal expert and conservationist, is the one who led the effort to find out what was killing these kids and to uh, get rid of them. And tests revealed it was wolves that were killing them. <laughs> well, they find just like wolf hair, probably. Yeah, or... they did find like wolf yeah. fur and yeah, and like the bite. Some of the, not all of them were killed and eaten. Yeah, okay. So uh, they... 46 were killed and eaten, partially Jesus. at least. But I think a total of like 83 were attacked. Wow. A total of 12 wolves were eventually hunted and shot before the killing stopped. 
The last one killed was thought to be the alpha male of the pack. God damn, dude. The killings were thought to have started when some villagers went to the wolf's den where wolf pups were living, and they actually set fire to it. They were pissed, I guess, because they thought the wolves were killing some of their livestock. Right. Which probably might well have been true. Yeah. Because, again, we're encroaching on their territory. Yeah. There's a whole big thing. I mean, the livestock is worth a lot to someone who's poor. Like, that's... Yes. Yes. Worth, that's your livelihood. Yes. So they're like, these wolves are killing our livestock. We got to get rid of them. But just the wolf pups were in the den. They start, you know, it starts filling up with smoke. They run out of there and they get clubbed to death. So the parents return, the adult wolves return and find their cubs gone. And they most likely tracked them over to this village where the first child was killed and eaten. And... Not 100% sure why exactly I just decided to kill all the children. <laughs> I mean, scientifically, they're like, well, maybe they were, they were really tired from tracking it all this way and then just kind of saw, like, some easy pickings and just went for it. Or they were really stressed out. But You know what it fucking sounds like to me? Yeah, like, yeah. It sounds like fucking revenge to me. It does sound like revenge to me, and that takes, like, a really... That's, like, a high level of intelligence. Yeah. To do that. I... To basically be like, our pups are dead. Let's track them to this place. And, like, now we're going to kill all your kids. Because it only killed fucking kids. This wolf pack only killed children. As far, you know, from what I read. That shit's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I can see it with an animal that is so social mm -hmm. that it would be able to reason reason its way into that i guess but i mean i don't know maybe we don't give animals enough credit maybe we don't i mean children are smaller and this isn't like we were saying this isn't an animal that's on tig tiger and lion level as far as their strength and ability to kill just any human that crosses its path i can see why smaller prey would be more ideal but it's just i mean it's it was a whole pack of them yeah, and, and you know, I mean, a pack of, I mean, if one wolf is capable of killing an adult, which it is, I mean, imagine a pack attack. I mean, you wolves know, wolves are huge. Wolves are huge and they are strong and they can bite the shit out of you and you have more than one going at you. Yeah, it can easily kill an adult, but no, they killed the kids. Wolves, they dwarf, were only attacking the children. Wolves dwarf pit bulls. Yeah. And pit bulls can easily take a human, a human male. And uh huh. Maul the fuck out of you. And fucking kill him. Mm -hmm. A wolf can do it without even breathing. Yeah, so it's interesting that only the children were being taken and killed. Yeah. I, so. I don't know. I, it I sounds just feel like, like revenge. The yeah, that's what I thought. The scientific explanation just kind of fell a little bit short there. Wow, that's wild. For me. So, yeah, pretty crazy. Now, 46 dead. That seems like a pretty big number, but fun fact here. In 1878, in the same area, British officials recorded 624 human killings by wolves. Wow. Yeah. That was just a little fact there. I don't really have a whole backstory on that, but I right. was just kind of like, whoa, like, that's crazy. Yeah. 
unexpected. That was, yeah, because I thought 46 was a pretty high body count when yeah, you're no talking shit. about wolves. Yeah. But apparently in 1878, there was uh, 624 guess, humans killed by wolves that year. I guess there was a lot more wolves back then, too. Yes. And people were a lot closer to nature than they are now. And they probably weren't as protected either. Oh, so probably, definitely not. As, they probably I weren't mean, protected there, at it, all. Maybe it was a lot of revenge killing going on here. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what it seemed like it was to me with the 1996 killings. That's yeah. fucking, wow. That's something else. So I would just say um, probably a good idea. Like, don't don't kill a predator. Well, don't kill any mammals young. Like, that's just fucked up. Killing baby anything. Yeah, probably not, not your best good, bet, really. But definitely not something that can track and kill you. Like, just don't do that. Like, you it's should... like, you know, I mean, like, bears, it's like, like you know, don't come near their cubs. I mean, any mammal is going to be pretty protective of its offspring. And if it's, like, an apex predator, like, yeah, just don't. Fortunately, don't. In, in most parts of America, if you see one of these kinds of animals, you could just call somebody. Yeah. You rarely have to take care of it yourself. Honestly, the biggest problem... Animal-wise, I think that we're probably facing is the wild boar situation. Because mm. the wild boar situation is getting kind of out of hand. It's uh, there's there's a lot of them. Yeah, and they're not very cute. So no, no, no. <laughs> and so that's I mean that's a story for a different time. But yeah, a lot of wild boars in America. Yep. And in the world where they're not supposed to be because they breed like fucking pigs, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I had for today. Well, that concludes our Man Eaters episode. Mm-hmm. I'd like to thank you all very much for listening. Check out all our social medias. You know the drill. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Patreon. Patreon. Check it out. $2 gets you ad-free regular episodes, and $5 a month will get you a bonus episode every month. You can check out the podcast syndicate we're a part of, Age of Radio. They are at ageofradio.org. They have a variety of wonderful podcasts as well as merchandise. You can get our merchandise, tpublic.com slash user slash stranger than podcast. And if you have any stories or suggestions for a topic you'd like us to cover, you can drop us an email at strangerthanpodcast at gmail.com. With that, we will talk to you next time. And stay strange.